This is music sent to us from Ukraine and Joseph Lindsley. I'm uh, glad you're still into music this morning with uh, Kiev under missile attack. Uh, tell us about this song and about what's happening where you are now. Well, Bob, good afternoon from Kiev. Uh, we have reports of Russian missile launches, but no uh, no targets yet here in Kiev. And so, especially during those moments when Ukraine is under uh, one of these big attacks, uh, it's always good to have some good music. And this is from Ukrainian band Spiv Brativ, or Singing Brothers. And I don't know how many of you got into uh, that sea shanty phrase during the pandemic. Uh, there was a moment when everyone was uh, in America was singing these, these shanty songs. And this is such a song. And uh, Spiv Brativ, the Singing Brothers, made this song in order to have a celebratory tune uh, each time Ukraine has a major success uh, in the Black Sea. And, uh, you know, while, you know, as I'm always trying to, you know, when we see that whenever there's negative headlines, there's usually also some good news happening. And as we talked about earlier this week, you know, Ukrainians struck uh, yet another major ship, the Caesar Kunikov, uh, in, the, in the Black Sea. And it's been, they've been hitting a, a Russian warship almost once every two weeks now. Uh, and really since August of, uh, of last year, uh, Ukrainians have been sort of month by month causing significant destruction uh, to the Black Sea Fleet. And it's important to note because it, it was a month before that, in July 2023, uh, that's when that grain deal expired. It was brokered by Turkey and the United Nations, where Russia agreed uh, so benevolently to give a safe passage uh, to grain ships through the Black Sea. And once that d- deal expired... Uh, you know, immediately grain prices skyrocketed, and, and for, for a while, it was very hard for Ukraine to export anything uh, by the sea. But Ukrainians have, uh, especially using uh, naval drones, have been able to, you know, put a significant hurt on Russia's navy. And now they're exporting more grain uh, through the Black Sea per month than they did when they had that deal with Russia. Uh, proving that, you know, by, by, by working hard, it's, actually, it's better to, than negotiating simply to, to, to stop Russia. And this is, uh, it, it, the, it's, it, it's, I think it's extraordinary because well, I don't, the other big news is that Russia today, we have so, so much news today, but uh, Russia announced today that they dismissed the leader of the Black Sea Fleet. Many people think that he was already killed uh, in the Ukrainian strike some time ago. We don't know. We don't have good information on that. Uh, one thing uh, we do know is that Russian opposition leader, uh, Alex Navalny uh, has died, the death by Putin, it seems, uh, died in an Arctic prison. And, you know, Navalny is a complicated figure for many here in Ukraine. He, he was a Russian nationalist, uh, and, and he, you know, he was ambiguous a lot of times on whether or not, you know, on, what, on the idea of Ukraine, even though he had a Ukrainian grandmother, and was ambiguous on the question of Crimea. But he was Putin's only serious uh, threat uh, in, in, in Russia, going back to the year 2000. And uh, now he's dead in prison. In, 220, in, in, in uh, 2021, uh, uh, President Biden uh, said to Putin, if Navalny dies in prison, there's going to be a high price to pay. Uh, we'll, we'll see what kind of response there might be. And uh, his, Navalny's death uh, is, you know, it's, I mean, again, it's always hard to know about any information that comes out of Russia. But we look at anyone who seems to have challenged Putin, whether it's Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner Group, and then was killed in that plane crash, or Navalny now killed in prison. Uh, you know, it's a clear message uh, that you do not cross Putin. 
And there's another political prisoner uh, in a country neighboring Russia that gets neglected in, in a lot of these stories. Uh, Mikhail Saakashvili, he was the president of Georgia, a small, beautiful nation on the Black Sea and the Caucasus Mountains uh, in the, in the two, early 2000s. And he, uh, he really led a lot of innovation in Georgia, uh, a country that the people there call Sakatuelo. I visited there many times, and he brought reforms, uh, free market, and restoring Georgian culture uh, after you know, a century of decimation by the Soviets. And uh, actually, Saakashvili, the former president of Georgia, he, when, when Russian sort of uh, oligarchs and political forces began to take over uh, the Georgian parliament, uh, Saakashvili came to Ukraine, and he was governor uh, during those very innovative years after uh, the Revolution of Dignity in 2014. Uh, the former Georgian uh, prime minister was governor of Odessa region here in Ukraine and working to fight corruption. And he was a bit of a wild character, and, and, and he went back to Georgia, and now he's in prison. Uh, I just saw a video of him, uh, and he doesn't look like himself. I mean, he, he looks, you know, in the same, you know, just languishing, and, and, and it looks like a different person. Uh, he's so frail. And uh, he spoke a couple days ago. Uh, uh, he gave a warning as we're looking at the, you know, Congress, you know, the, the Senate passed a spending bill uh, that included money for Ukraine. The House has refused to do so, and, and now they're on... on on recess uh, until the 28th of February. And so with that background, Mikhail Saakashvili, who, unlike Navalny, Mikhail Saakashvili has stood for Ukraine very clearly. And he said these words, uh, he was speaking to, to Congress directly. Many of, the, many of those people he knows due, due to his time in Washington. And he said, please, please assist Ukraine and please don't abandon Ukraine. This is very important and I beg you, from my imprisonment under the Russian regime influenced by Moscow, and as Putin's personal political prisoner, I beg you as a Ukrainian national, which he is, and as one of the conscious allies in the United States for many years in this region, please assist Ukraine. And then Saakashvili finishes uh, speaking very frailly from his jail cell in Tbilisi. If Ukraine loses, then the world loses and America loses because I know Putin better than Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I have met Putin dozens of times and he is America's main hater uh and so that's words of someone who very soon could die in prison uh, just as navalny seemingly has today the statement uh, joseph from the russian prison service is that uh he died after a walk he's said to have lost consciousness and uh, you know with all the people falling out of uh, windows and and being poisoned there and i'm thinking that interview with tucker carlson and putin you didn't see a coffee cup on the table so uh, you know not even tucker was going to have a drink but uh it, it's it's incredible i mean and there's a fantastic documentary on uh, navalny uh you, you can google it and find it on one of the streaming services uh, there was a, a a great 60 minutes piece on him and a terrific documentary that i think we all need to watch now indeed but uh, you know i'll say ukrainians were skeptical even of that documentary which you know captivated hollywood and helped people ignore ukraine during that time and and so there, there was deep skepticism of navalny but appreciation for anyone who would stand up to Putin uh, and, and obviously risk his life. And uh, because I'm monitoring the reports of what might be coming our way, I, I didn't mention the, that song we were listening to, the words say, hey, occupiers, uh, don't smoke, your ship will burn. Because every time, or pretty often when a Russian ship does sink in the Black Sea, uh, 
the Kremlin says, oh, it was an internal fire in the kitchen or <laughs> someone was smoking, uh, even though it's Ukrainian drones uh, that, that take it down. Uh, and so I'll keep listening to that song as we right now just get reports that uh, several Russian bombers, uh, the Tu-95s, have taken off from the airbase, uh, named for Karl Marx's best friend, by the way. Uh, so a communist named airbase, uh, several bombers have taken off and are approaching position to launch cruise missiles throughout Ukraine. And it was just yesterday that uh, we marked an anniversary. It was on February 15th of 1989 that the Soviet Union announced the last of its troops had left Afghanistan after more than nine years of uh, military intervention. That, that seems like a really long time ago now, doesn't it, Joe? A long time ago, and yet time seems the same. I mean, yeah. <laughs> here we are we're dealing with the Soviet Union under, under a different name, exactly. uh, with people dying as political prisoners, and, and now the largest country in Europe at this very moment uh, under missile attack. Hope you stay safe this weekend, and we'll connect Monday. Thank you, Bob. Until Monday.